the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And then there was the other problem, and that is that since Jesus taught that salvation was by grace and people cannot merit their own salvation, it brought up the question, what then is the place or purpose of the Old Testament Scriptures? That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and he's in a series dealing with the Sermon on the Mount and specifically the Beatitudes from Matthew chapter 5. And he'll be talking about the authority of the Scriptures, both the New Testament and the Old Testament. I'm Mike Trout, so glad to have you along with us. As Pastor Leighton begins this new message in the series, we'll start with just a bit of review. Here's Pastor Layton. We uh, recently concluded a study of the Lord's Prayer, and we noticed there was a subject that was referenced in the Lord's Prayer not once but twice. Um, Anything the Bible says is important because it's the Bible, it's the Word of God, but if it mentions uh, something more than once, it's really, really important. And we find that there is a certain subject that's mentioned not once but twice in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, for thine is the kingdom. It's talking about the kingdom. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is presented as the King. Some scholars have called the Sermon on the Mount the manifesto of the King, King Jesus. We want to know what this is all about. That's why we're studying the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount begins with a portion of Scripture called the Beatitudes, which somebody has described as the attitudes every Christian should be every day. They describe the values of the kingdom of heaven, and we notice that they were upside down when you compare them to the values of this world. The point being is, is, is Jesus wants His believers to stand out from the rest of people. And if we do so, then we will be blessed. Do you want to be blessed? I think you do, because that's why you're here today. And so let's listen to what Jesus says about a blessed life. Seeing the crowds, He went up on the mountain, and when He sat down, His disciples came to Him. And He opened His mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others 
so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now these are the portions that we've studied previously. They either are or will be available on our website, www.highlands.us. The portion that follows is the portion we're going to focus on today. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So in verse 17, Jesus begins a teaching on the theme of the fulfillment of the law. It's the most extensive discussion we have anywhere in the New Testament. And it addresses questions, uh, important questions, about how us as his disciples are to do the will of God. Now Matthew here is addressing two attitudes that are opposite. On one hand, a tendency to claim that the Old Testament is irrelevant, it doesn't matter anymore and it should be abandoned. That he addresses in verses 17 through 19. And then on the other hand, a tendency to claim to emulate the scribes and the Pharisees in their careful literal observance of the law as though nothing had changed with the coming of the Messiah. This attitude he addresses in verse 20. And then he goes on in verse 21 and he describes a different kind of approach to discipleship, a radical approach to discipleship that exceeds, far exceeds any righteousness that the scribes and the Pharisees could ever conceive of. Now in the books of Genesis through Deuteronomy there are 613 commandments which provide a wonderful opportunity for those who are of a legalistic mind frame. And it was with these kinds of people that Jesus had an ongoing dispute. And from their point of view it's, it's easy to see why they might accuse Him of not taking the law seriously because after all Jesus seemed to defy the law, at least as the law as they saw it. He deliberately healed people on the Sabbath day. He paid no attention to the tradition of the Pharisees. His associations seemed like they were contrary to law because he was called the friend of publicans and sinners. He didn't even observe the hand washings that were laid down in the law. And yet here he speaks with a great, great reverence of the law. It wasn't Jesus who was destroying the law, it was the Pharisees by their traditions who were robbing the people of the true Word of God. In Mark chapter 7, Jesus said, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but rules taught by men. You've let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. And he said to them, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father or mother, whatever help you might have otherwise received from me as Corban, that is a gift devoted to God, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. And thus you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you've handed down. And then there was the other problem, and that is that since Jesus taught that salvation was by grace and people cannot merit their own salvation, it brought up the question, what then is the place or purpose 
of the Old Testament Scriptures. And so it was important that Jesus' attitude be made very plain here. And in this section, Matthew shows that Jesus affirmed the validity of the Old Testament and that He came to fulfill it. He gave some severe warnings for anyone who thought that they would break even the least of the commandments. And then He makes the statement that unless our righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, we're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus made it very clear that He had come to honor the Old Testament and the law and help God's people love it, learn it, and live it. He wasn't interested in the artificial righteousness of religious leaders. Theirs was nothing more than ritual, not relationship. It was all artificial. So in this passage, the Lord Jesus Christ sets forth the validity and the authority of Scripture. So that is an introduction. Let's study the passage verse by verse. Verse 17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Let's look at the first phrase, think not that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. The Jewish people use the phrase the law with four different ways, with four definitions. The most narrow was a reference to the Ten Commandments. That was their most narrow definition. But the second definition was the first five books of the Old Testament, what we call the Pentateuch, because they contain the Ten Commandments. The third way in which it was used was in even a broader sense, and it referred to the entire Old Testament, which of course contains the Pentateuch, which contains the Ten Commandments. But there is a fourth way in which they used the phrase, the law, and that was to describe the oral and scribal laws. These were the commentaries that were written by various scholars over time. And, and it was this last definition that was most common in the time of Jesus, and it was this scribal law and oral tradition with Jesus and Paul condemned. There's a great deal in the gospel about the law, and this section is very important for us to understand Jesus' understanding of the law and its implication. He makes it very clear he is in no way contradicting the Old Testament or Mosaic law. But he did oppose the legalistic type of religion that the scribes and the Pharisees had created and practiced. The Old Testament actually contains just a few actual rules and regulations, but it contains many broad principles that we as God's people need to uh, uh, apply to daily living. But you know, for some people, principles are too ambiguous. And, 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 and so they want something more specific. They want to know where the line is, usually so they can get as close to the line as they can. And, uh, and what they, they assume is that if the Scriptures don't say something explicitly, then you can uh, deduct implicitly from them rules and regulations. And there was a group of people called the scribes who made it their job to reduce the principles of the Old Testament to rules and regulations. The scribes were the ones who created these rules and regulations. The Pharisees were the ones who kept the rules and regulations. Jesus said of the Old Testament, not these commentaries, or I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I came is a declaration of mission. Not to abolish, not to do away with, but to fulfill. Now the word fulfill here can be understood in three different ways. It can mean that He would do the things that were outlined in Scripture, 
Or secondly, it could mean that he would bring out the meaning of Scripture by his teaching. And a third way it can be understood is that he would bring Scripture to its completion. He would complete Scripture. And each of these uh, describes an aspect of truth. He probably meant this in all three ways. First, in terms of fulfilling the things laid down in Scripture, Jesus fulfilled the things laid down in Scripture in every detail. He fulfilled the law perfectly. No one was ever able to accuse him of any sin. He always did what God commanded him to do. Well, I apologize for the abruptness of our ending today, but our time is running out. This broadcast is called Study Verse by Verse, and it features the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely as he has shared these messages with the congregation at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at highlands.us and Highlands Christian Schools. You can find information out about both the church and the school when you go to that website. Again, highlands.us. We'll be back tomorrow and pick up right where we've left off. If you'd like to share with us financially, if you'd like to join with us as a financial partner helping us stay on the air, you can do that when you go to that website again, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks, as always, for joining us today. Come back tomorrow at this same time when, once again, we'll open the Word of God and study verse by verse.